Lights, camera, action. Hello and welcome to another edition of Movie Madness in association with Spitballing Pod. I'm Luke Byron, joined as always by Keenan Bonner and Sean Shute. The match we'll be getting into this week is 1996's Independence Day versus 2006's Apocalypto. How is everyone doing today? Yeah, not bad, mate. Yeah? Not bad. We've had a, much like last week, actually, we've had uh, some technical difficulties to kick us off. Yeah, my apologies. Um, so if there's uh, if we're back in Russell Street, we know uh, where it's coming from. Although Sean is never too far away from uh, being culprit number one. We've got probably polar opposites this week in the Independence Day that was at the time like the most futuristic, up to date film that could possibly be made, and then Apocalypto, which is about as far back as they're hoping to create. So. Uh, very interesting style clash for sure. This is the penultimate matchup of round one, excluding the wild cards, which uh, we'll be able to confirm some more about later. So anyway, Independence Day, we will start with the synopsis. The aliens are coming and their goal is to invade and destroy Earth. Fighting superior technology, mankind's best weapon is its will to survive. Sean, what do you think the critics' reviews are going to say here? Not very good. That's what I'm gonna Not say. Not very good. What do you think, Keenan? Independ- oh, where have we started? Sorry, I was. I was Independence sort- Day. Sorry, I'm trying to still fix this headset a little bit. My my bad. Um, yeah, Dell's the critics reviews, but yes, the best film ever. So we've got polar opposites from Sean and Keenan. I will uh, take you through. So, excessive attention to subplots such as multiple love stories, other enthusiastic patriotic speeches and tearful goodbyes stifles the intensity. Hmm. Never professes to be anything more than escapist entertainment with enough G-Wiz pyrotechnics to enthrall audiences. It may be filmmaking by numbers, but the numbers are the right ones and they fall into place with a satisfying clunk. This is everything a blockbuster should be. It's an utter slog. And there's nothing worse to say about a movie whose entire solitary purpose in life is to provide mindless, violent escapism. And finally, forget government conspiracies about aliens. What about the entertainment media's conspiracy to persuade America that this movie doesn't completely suck? See, I'm really surprised. Some of these reviews were taken, so this was re-released right around the sequel. Um, so this kind of a mixture of uh, the reviews from when it first came out and to now so I feel like the 90s reviews would have been a lot more positive even still then it was kind of like Fast and Furious reviews aren't great but they still do the biggest box office numbers of anything around at the same time so I think mm. this was kind of similar yeah fair enough um, I will walk you through the trivia so According to producer-slash-co-director Dean Devlin, great name, the US military had agreed to support the film by allowing the crew to film at military bases, consulting the actors who have military roles, etc., etc. However, after learning of the Area 51 references in the script, 
they withdrew all of their support. Which is fucking ludicrous, right? Because it's a film about aliens and the military. Yeah, you can't well, think they would have seen that coming. <laughs> what, what else are you going to talk about? Yeah. Uh, the scene in which Will Smith drags the unconscious alien across the desert was filmed on the salt flats near Great Salt Lake in Utah. Smith's line, and what the hell is that smell, was unscripted. Great Salt Lake is home to tiny crustaceans called brine shrimp. When they die, the bodies sink to the bottom of the lake, which isn't very deep, and decompose. When the wind kicks up just right, the bottom mud is disturbed, and the smell of millions of decaying brine shrimp can be very, very bad. Nobody warned Will Smith about this, so he was actually complaining. Um, this holds the record for the most miniature model work to appear in one film. Model shop supervisor Michael Joyce estimated that more miniatures were used for this film than in any other films combined. Uh, due to the advances in digital technology since this film's release, most experts believe this record may stand forever. The huge hype that the film began generating in early 96 called Warner, caused Warner Brothers to postpone the release of Mars Attacks from summer to Christmas, and Steven Spielberg temporarily cancelled his plans to direct War of the Worlds, which then ended up being released in 2005. So they really thought they were onto something. Well, they were, this, wouldn't they? Well, this was the highest grossing movie of 1996. Do you want to have a guess at one of the other two that were uh, second and third? 96. Do you know, I don't think I'll get this. Hold on. Just trying to think when certain films were released. Um, was the usual suspects 96? No. Um, second place was Twister. I've never even heard of it. Third place was Mission Impossible. No, I wouldn't have, wouldn't have got it. Um, Dean Devlin wanted the alien invasion to be on a grand scale because he disliked how in movies alien invasions always happened in a low-key manner, such as landing in cornfields, etc. So I guess going straight for the White House is about as big as you can go in that circumstance. To achieve the look of Houston, as seen from the air at night, the crew simply poked holes in a sheet of black construction paper, placed the paper in front of a bright light in a smoke-filled room, and photographed it using special lighting to accomplish the effect. So I'm sure they saved a lot of money with that. Matthew Broderick was offered the role of David Levinson, but had to turn it down due to scheduling conflicts. Roland Emmerich would then cast him in his next film, Godzilla, in 98. So he could have had no Goldblum and Matthew Broderick instead. Bill Pullman confirmed in an interview that the studio originally wanted to call the film Doomsday. Yeah, and that's why he got uh, Independence Day into the speech. Nice. And he uh, he added it because they were adamant on it, so he put that in because then they're like, well, you have to leave it as Independence Day now. Heard that on the rewatchables. So uh, it's definitely a better name, I think. Yeah, 100%. Eddie Murphy was the first choice for the part of Stephen Hiller, a.k.a. Will Smith's role. The other Bar- considered actors were uh, Tom Cruise, Keanu Reeves, Johnny Depp, and Jean-Claude Van Damme. They all auditioned. Can see Cruise in it. Can see Keanu in it. Not, not Van Damme. Not Eddie Murphy. I think this would be a way better film with Eddie Murphy in it. I guess not appeared very much in, a, in our brackets, has he, Eddie Murphy? Thinking back, no. Thinking about. no. I guess I see 
Eddie Murphy as outright comedy, whereas I see Will Smith as the guy that does the action films with the comedy in them. Problem for, not that it's a, a problem for him, but the issue for us with Eddie Murphy is the first bracket we did in terms of comedy, we excluded everything after, um, everything before 94, so you think probably his most successful films, Beverly Hills, the Beverly Hills Cop one, two, and maybe three. Can't remember. And coming to America and stuff. He'd already they'd already been out, been out and were outside the bracket. I, I don't think his outright comedies are that funny either. So I would have been a hater. Have you ever seen Life with him and Martin Lawrence? No, but I don't really like Martin Lawrence either. What, watch wow. Life. Watch Life. It's fantastic. Wow. The final bit of trivia. Uh, well, not really true. But in 1997, actor Ewan McGregor labelled the film an abomination. He called it a typical Hollywood example of how art suffers for the sake of money. He ridiculed the writing, its perceived over-reliance on special effects, and the acting, to the point where he felt the actors should have had their equity cards revoked. So what happened between then and The Phantom Menace? Yeah, that was my first thought when I saw it, although The Phantom Menace is... Well, I've got to put cards on the table here. This Phantom Menace is a far better film than this. Uh, I mean, it's not. But regardless, even if it were, are you going to tell me Star Wars isn't all of the things that he's just critiqued? Um, and I don't mean that in a negative way, because is the film over-reliant on effects? Absolutely. Are most action films? Absolutely. So I'm not saying it's a critique, but those I things... will say, with what he says there about the acting... And I said this to you earlier. I was genuinely angry watching this last night. I've never seen worse acting in a film with this with this kind of budget. <laughs> Bill Bill Pullman playing the president in this is the single worst performance in maybe film wow. history. He's my boy as well. It's horrific. The whole way through, the whole way through, he's so bad. Talk about it's about for Hayden Christensen, but Bill Pullman's not good. Well, Hayden Christensen is in a world where aliens do exist. So if it was the first time he was supposed to have seen an alien, then fair enough. His his acting, I would say, probably he's not doing much of a better job. He reacts to aliens coming around for the first time as if he, he's gone to like McDonald's and he's not been able to get a Big Mac, but he can get a quarter pounder. He, he, there is no real issue across his face. It's just complete indifference. He, his wife dies, and he essentially says to her, oh, look, you're going to be fine. She says, no, I'm not. He goes to his daughter, says she's sleeping. He just doesn't react to that. Aliens, for the first time, when it gripped the doctor around the neck, and this is the first face-to-face -face confrontation with an alien, he doesn't even flinch. He's hard as fuck. No, I mean, the pilot, he, it's, it's he fought, he, he's fought in wars. He's about that life. He's not worried. It, it's, I mean, the whole thing, the first time the space shift comes over, people don't even start running away straight away. You, there would at least be some people cowering, not just stopping uh, and looking like they're seeing a fight in the street. But... I don't know if I, don't know if I would run away. Not like as if I might. I think if something like that, flew over the top of me. That's, that's why I said I'd there's, confirm, not, there's yeah. not anyone. There's not anyone originally that runs away. There would at least like, be some people. Joe like in Godzilla where he puts the foot down for the first time and people are sprinting out of the way. 
For sure, something that big in a sky, I think I'd actually just be frozen and scared, so I would be dead, confirmed. For sure, some people would, but there would at least be some people running away. In, in this film, there's no mixed reaction to anything. Everyone is either completely calm or completely horrified. <laughs> I saw a clip from the Avengers the other day. It popped, as <laughs> it popped up on my Facebook, um, and it's the when they it's when the Avengers settle in New, New York and like everyone's running backwards. There's like people. There's like six or seven people who run through the shot, and like I think it's the most sort of whatever it is. It's if it's seven. There's like six women you can tell are doing it for the camera. There's just this one woman in a blue, blue and white striped shirt who actually just bolts. Like just runs at like runs at like the fucking the, like the best pace you can in a dead straight line. Just does like the hundred meters out of the shot, and it's when you watch it. It's hard, it's hard to describe it when you watch it compared to the others who are obviously running for the camera. It's fucking brilliant. Well, I mean, there, there's over there's overacting and then there's underacting, and this is about as underacted. Uh, as he could possibly be like I don't I don't understand what the director is telling him to do like if, if it's the director telling him that he's supposed to be this ultra cool guy but there's scenes where he's supposed to be kind of showing emotion and he just kind of drops his eyebrows a bit and that's just the full extent of his emotion it it, it really got to me the, the, the president was the one well I don't think any of them are in their best light. I'm surprised this is the film that kind of catapults Will Smith to being Will Smith. I don't know if it's just the size of the film. What is Will Smith any better in this film than he is in any of the films that kind of precede it? Uh, what precedes it, mate? I so I remember I have anything that follows it. So um, I yeah, don't he, see this he's, as... he's better in this than he is in World War West. <laughs> if you if you compare the two sci-fi films are probably closest together. Compare this to Men in Black. It's levels. Okay. So I'm, I'm saying I just don't see this as being some kind of landmark performance in his career. I don't know if it's just the size of the film is where he's gone to this level. We've done films previously where like there's been young actors, for example, like we looked at the Goonies and we were saying like, you can look at some of these guys and you'd be like, okay, you're going to go on to be successful. There's nothing you see from Will Smith in this where it's like, okay, like you're going to be that guy. Uh, I disagree with that, to be fair. What, from, from this film in particular? Yes. Yeah. Because of his acting or just because of his kind of general charisma to him? Well, that's irrelevant. You asked no, if, there, no, was a, I mean, if like, there was anything in there. I don't think he's as bad in this film as you evidently do. I, no, no, I, I don't think he's bad in this film. I don't see something where if I was watching it in the cinema that I would think this is a guy I need to watch out for now. Uh, I, I, see, I do actually, I do disagree with you. I, I think so. I think if you watch it, maybe I'm watching it with the benefit of hindsight. Obviously, I was like, I was like a year old when this came out, so I didn't, didn't obviously get a chance to see it in the cinema. Um, so maybe hindsight is, is clouds my judgment, but I, I, I think yeah, when he's when he's dragging that like it's little things, isn't it? They they say little things about certain stars, that's certain piece, certain actors. That's when you know they'd be a star and stuff. When he's across the desert and he's giving it chat and he looks looks red hot, you just you can see yeah, that that bloke should become a become a movie star. Well, the best thing with him and it's it's probably if you kind of listed his attributes, like he was like a like a Tekken fighter or something. Like he, his timing is as good here as it is in anything it is. His comedic timing, particularly in like action films where it's supposed to be like this in terms of raising his voice and getting it just right. 
is yeah. spot on and that's probably the best part about this film is his kind of quips but yeah I, I don't know if it's because I know what he goes on to be that I don't think this stands out to what he does after this I'd tell if, if you asked me to think of Will Smith films I reckon this, I would name this in one of the first three well I think I'm a bit rolled up by it because I didn't go in thinking I was going to love it but I, I, I'd seen it before when I was younger and I've seen the sequel since and the sequel was almost single-handedly the worst cinema experience I've ever had Worse than Batman's Christmas? I, I, that that's not even in my worst five. Like I I can't I didn't love that, but I didn't hate it with the with the passion like you did. Yeah, I really did. Um, yeah, I, I, I mean I've seen this film. I I wouldn't even want to guess if I told you the amount of times I've watched this film. You would probably, especially how you feel those. about it now, you'd probably think I was mental. But it's like my old dear's favorite film. It's it's the president. I couldn't get past God. the president. <sighs> the fair, I didn't. I, I have to admit, I didn't even. It, it, it blinded. Maybe I'm. I am purely blinded by nostalgia, for for reasons unbeknownst. But yeah, like, this was her favourite film, so I reckon I've seen this probably close, if probably over double digits. Well, I'm not this kind of film, and I compared it to Fast and Furious earlier. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not expecting like Daniel Day-Lewis style performance in this. I just needed to be at least on a believable kind of level. Like you should be shocked when you see an alien for the first time. You should have more than two minutes of sadness when your wife's just died. Like I know you've got a lot going on, like aliens are trying to take over the world, but it's like he doesn't give it a second thought after he tells his uh, daughter. The whole thing is just like, this is just another day for him rather than, it being one of the most chaotic days in the history of days that anyone has had. Trying to flock out, I have to admit, it didn't even register with me. He's not much better in the sequel. Have you seen the sequel? Uh, no, I knew that. I, no, I was, I was, I was, don't do it. I was steadfast in the belief that the sequel was going to be terrible, so I just didn't touch it. I always think with that, like, who's asked for the sequel at that point? Because Surely you would think, say, 98 is the perfect time for them to drop a sequel for this. They've got all the success that's rode out from 96 in the following release. I'm quite a bit surprised they didn't just milk it straight away and the aliens come back or something. Do you know I, any reason they didn't do that? Uh, I think part of it, mate, was Will Smith. I know might, he, might be wrong. Not in a, like a, not in a, oh, bad no, one, you are think. right. He pretty swiftly did say, like, yeah. I don't think it's because he disliked the film, but obviously he just goes on a hot streak from there. Yeah, and I think that was a big part of it. And then they finally reached a point where he settled down a bit older, etc. Not that that was what they were aiming for. I, I imagine he's probably been asked once so a year he, for he the last the 25 years. He didn't do the sequel, so it's like, that can't have been the only thing holding you back. Like You could probably but is you it... tell me if you think I'm wrong. Do you think... They can get away with a sequel in 98 with Jeff Goldblum as the lead. No, I don't think so. I don't think in 98, but I think you, when you're that far apart, like I think, so a little bit, because sci-fi being sci-fi, obviously it's got people who love it, but more more, more than most. Um, a bit like Blade Runner. I know Harrison Ford pops up in this in the second, in the, the sequel, but if they would have changed it and a couple of years after Blade Runner came out for the cult success it was and the success it's gone on to be and not had Harrison Ford and I think it would have been uproar but I think they just 
they got away with it because it was so far removed. And I sort of think the same of this. Well, because he goes, the next film he does after this is Men in Black. Do you prefer Men in Black or Independence Day, by the way? Uh, I like Men in Black, but again, through nostalgic lenses, because when I saw Men in Black, I was was a kid. Yeah. In fact, I I didn't see Men in Black 1 until after I had watched Men in Black 2. Well, because they say, don't they, that he did Independence Day and essentially just his asking price went like tripled overnight after this came out. When Mm -hmm. you think Bad Boys comes out a year before, I would say if one's going to make you a star, the Bad Boys performance has a lot more to it than the Independence Day performance. I don't think Bad Boys is the film, is the problem. You are right. I think he's brilliant in Bad Boys. That was, for the record, one of those uh, yeah. top three films. Bad Boys 1 was one of them. Um, I, I just, as I say, I, I don't think that was quite the film. It, maybe it could have been. Certainly not successful, but I meant, like, in terms of... I mean, think in the terms guys of, that are of casting the, are looking out for you? Oh, I think in terms of the film, the film itself, not such just success. Just don't don't know if it was quite, if it's quite there to make you the star. Also... To, or maybe again, it might be nostalgic, but to me, Will Smith is the star of this film, whereas Bad Boys being a buddy cop film, yeah. the first one, the second one's waiting a little bit differently because Martin, Martin Lawrence has gone one way, Will Smith has obviously ascended another way. Um, and then by the time they made the third one, they're probably back on a level playing field. But the first one, this waited, waited differently in terms of who the star of that film is. In, in terms of success and the kind of run, He's he's finishing Fresh Prince as he does Bad Boys. Uh, in that space, he then goes into Independence Day, from Independence Day to Men in Black, from Men in Black into Enemy of the State. That's a run, and then he turns down The Matrix to do Wild Wild West. Yeah. Um, Even he bounces back from Wild Wild West to do Ali. Yeah, I know. Ali into I, Men in Black 2 into Bad Boys 2 into iRobot. That is freakish. Enemy of the State. I know it's not the one people think of, but that for me, that and probably The Pursuit of Happiness, I think is the best he is. Well, even that run carries on because he goes from Ali to Men in Black 2 to Bad Boys 2 to iRobot to Shark Tale to Hitch to Pursue a Happiness, to I Am Legend, to Hancock, to Seven Pounds. He releases Party Starter and Switch in the middle of that, which are two anthems. Seven. Then he does Seven Pounds, which is gets a lot of critical acclaim. Rough. Then he Rough. does Men in Black 3, which is not quite the same. After Earth, which is not quite the same. Is what? After Earth. And Men in Black 3 does Back to Back, which neither is of them after, were. There, is After Earth the one that he was, he's in with his lad? Yeah. Obviously not. I know he is pursuit like when he's older. Obviously, I know they're yeah. both in pursuit of happiness, but it's when he's older. Huh. Yeah, don't think I've seen that. It's decent. Um, well, no, sorry, not that's not decent. I was looking at Focus, which he does after with Margot Robbie. Focus is more than decent. I really like yeah. that film. Yeah, he's for all the kind of his name turning down there. Uh, Matrix is one of the big ones that gets pulled up, isn't it, in terms of their kind of blunders? And we don't know how well that film would have done. But I also he, think he's he's quite a good pick, isn't he? For a long time, he is a safe bet. 
for it's, a really long time. I'm not sure about now. I don't. I don't even think it's the case now. Yeah, because he did Aladdin, which was horrific on all counts. Um, Bright the Suicide Squad should have been good. I can't really criticise him for doing Suicide Squad. I can't even really criticise him for doing Bright. I think that should have been good. The concept was good, just the execution not so much. I actually really like Bright. I'm one of. I swear, I'm one of the TV show. Uh, No, they're just doing a sequel. They were going to do a sequel. I actually really like it. Yeah, it's been announced because at the moment he's filming uh, King Richard, which I think is finished filming. Uh, Bad Boys Four and Bright Two. Bad Boys Four. Yeah. Hopefully, no offence to him, I love him, but hopefully they put Martin on a diet. <laughs> He's looking hefty in that third one. I think that kind of, when the whole film is based around, like, you getting older. the gas, yeah, it, it kind of, you've yeah, got that like, to lean back on. I get that, but come on, show up, look good. Look okay, don't even look good, <laughs> like... It's like, it, honestly, it's like they threw me in that role. He just looks Not fucking him. tired. If you're standing next to Will Smith, you're probably like, what's the point? Like, yeah. Because him looking standard isn't what you're going to look like standing next to Will Smith. Maybe, but actually go back and watch it. It's like they put Martin Lawrence in a fight. It's like he's doing Big Mama's House for. <laughs> Christ. He is, he's, been, he's been doing what he's been enjoying himself, and I respect that, but come on. If we run through um, kind of the points for the rest of the film, I did take notes while I was watching it. You can probably see the point of which kind of get a bit turned off it. I thought it was very true to the time in the the titles they open with are like exploding word art on a PowerPoint presentation. That phase of PowerPoint presentations where people fell in love with transitions and having things come down from the top of the screen, <laughs> the left of the screen, the right of the screen. This comes in from the top of the screen, and then the letters explode with sound effects off off screen, and then the next bit comes up to bring in Independence Day. And I thought that was very uh, sign of the times. I used to, like a, you, used to like a star wipe uh, for my presentations. And then you start with uh, REM, End of the World as We Know It, a nice way to start. Exactly, Sean. It's never a great REM fan. Oh, wow. my, my dad loves them. So uh, TK TK's famously REM over Oasis. <laughs> yeah, that can't be true. <laughs> no, Ask him. Ask him. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, that can't be a thing. That's when Oasis takes over. He's got very. Unless Boris says like, asking, like, he's got genuinely very strong thoughts on it as well. It's not just he's like got, an off-the-cuff comment. He used to have one poster in his uni room, and it was this uh, signed Michael Stipe one. I think he got for Christmas, but I'm not certain. But yeah, because that was one of the first things we spoke about. Was I said about my dad loving REM, and then he went on to about how much he loves REM. I no words. <laughs> Yeah, if you mention REM, one of the first things they'll say is, do you know what it stands for? And then they'll go down that path. I'm actually, I'm actually no words. You're not the first. Um, yeah, Dan, nobody seemed scared enough when the aliens were invading. Um, 
Will Smith's missus wondering why he has to go in during his holidays, as if she hasn't seen the giant spaceship in the sky. That she has to point out to her. Family time, family time. That would be nice if he, even at that point, you look on the holidays. Yeah, I'm in my bed for two weeks, leave me alone. I like the news report saying, uh, don't fire guns at the spacecraft. Did they not once have to tell America? I don't know, I read a headline once about telling America yes. not to shoot at the sun. Yeah. So. They, they had to put a, put a thing out about COVID in some places, not to shoot in the air. Um, the newscaster says, once again, the LAPD is asking Los, An- Los Angelinos not to fire their guns at the visitor spacecraft. You may inadvertently trigger an interstellar war. You're a bit rustly there, Keenan. I don't know. I actually can't control this. I've not moved. It's like, it's like, um, it's like you're in the wind. No, sir. Um, I don't really know what to do about this. What else did I have done? Quite simply, uh, the back off on Vivica Fox, who insisted <laughs> if she was going to come back for the sequel, that her character was no longer stripping. Probably a good call. Stay obliged. Um, do you think if this were to happen today in America, do you not think they're putting the president straight in, in the, the standard bunker? Because you, you see the two helicopters, don't you? The two helicopters kind of face up to the spacecraft. They get decimated. And the first thing they do is put the, put the president in an airplane. Sure. Yeah. I didn't know if, didn't know if you were going to comment on whether you think that was a strange thing. When you think about all other films, the first thing they do is grab the president and take them down a little hatch and put them safe. Jump in an aeroplane with no vetting. They accept just about everyone else that wants to jump on the plane on. I don't know, because, like, well, there's a... I, I think I kind of agree with that one. I feel like it makes sense, because the fact he's going to just... The alien ship's just going to blow up the White House, so it makes sense for them to get in the air. We've also just seen two helicopters be zapped. But, yeah, true. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I had Will Smith punching an alien and then smoking a cigar is maybe the most American thing on film. <laughs> like there, there was plenty of reviews that were just saying like, I didn't know what to think, and then Will Smith punched an alien, <laughs> and you knew what kind of film you were in for. You know he likes to make an entrance. I think pulling a cigar out was the the topping there. And he has he has a catchphrase, doesn't he? Was it "Welcome to Earth"? He says, or something like that. Yeah. When it says something about that was a close encounter or something. Yeah. Now that's what I call a close encounter. As he puts a cigar into his mouth. Um, did you think the kid looked like a knockoff Keanu Reeves? I don't think that would have worked if they did class if they did cast Keanu as the main role, the one whose dad was abducted by aliens. What? So wait, would Keanu have been? He would Keanu have been in that situation? Keanu was going to be Will Smith. He auditioned for it. Oh right, okay, got you. But the yeah. the son of the dad who was abducted by aliens does also look like Keanu Reeves. He does a bit, yeah. A bit strange. And yeah. initially, I thought I did when I first looked. I was like, is that Justin Long? Yes, yeah. so, uh, <laughs> it looks a bit like him as well, but it's not obviously. But um, yeah, no, that is a good. Check. It does look a bit like Keanu Reeves. Another point I had down was um, 
so Will Smith obviously turns up at Area 51 with uh, an alien in tow, which is how he's let in. The guards at Area 51, I assume, know what they're guarding in Area 51. And they look as shocked as anyone to see an alien when he lifts up the little sheet. Surely they should be used to it. Mm. You, you really aren't a fan of the, the reactions to the aliens, are you? It just seems, this one, it seems like they should be calm with it. They're the only people who should be calm with the aliens. <laughs> I don't know. That was, it, it, it caught me a bit. They, they seem more shocked than anyone else in the film. And they're the ones <laughs> guarding Area 51. Um, question. Do you prefer when you see the aliens in films or when they're insinuated? Um, that's a good question. I think it, it, I think it depends uh, on certain ones. They're like, if you look at, um, what's that film? It's like Cloverfield, isn't it? Cloverfield, yeah. So that one, like, it is much better until you actually see them. And then it's, you know, it's not great, but... Um, trying to I'm think. not sure if Keenan's... Is Keenan there? I uh, did it briefly. Um, I think... Um, Your time is impeccable, mate. Well, Keenan did. So this is... I'll ask Keenan, because I think he'll know the film. Have you, did you watch um, Signs, the uh, M. Night Shyamalan one with Mel Gibson when you were younger? Yeah. So I thought that was a prime example of it's better until you see what the aliens look like. There's the scene isn't there where the aliens just walking through the kitchen and it's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> what have you done? Uh, a Quiet Place as well. Uh, uh, strictly aliens, but... The I, other one that I always thought that, and you see it right at the end, and I don't know if you boys would have seen it, but it's Cloverland. Oh, we we just said Cloverfield. That, yeah. Cloverfield, sorry, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we just said I said that, yeah, yeah. And I agree. Well, I reference Cloverfield quite a lot because uh, this was in the age where people still bought DVDs uh, before they'd even seen the film, and I was one of the few people I knew that liked the film, and so everyone I would tell liked the film, uh, mainly like be like like family friends, my mum's friends would say, "You can take the DVD. Like I dislike it that much." And so I had about three, four copies of Cloverfield on DVD because people were just so repulsed by the film. I, I actually quite liked it. I think it's quite a good film, yeah. I don't mind it. I, uh, well, I, me and my brother... Fred Flintstone as well from the Flintstone movie, innit? Yeah, John John Goodman. Is that who you're referring to, shoot? <laughs> yeah. So one, really, my, uh, he's my, a wonderful uh, actor. My Ruth's impression with John Malkovich. I, I really wanted to get um, one of the actors from Cloverfield on for an interview, um, but there, there. I don't know if part of the thing with Cloverfield and the way that it was marketed is that it's hard to find an interview with them about the process of it being made. But I thought that would be so interesting about how that was put together, especially with it being the kind of found footage style and the way that that was marketed. I thought, but it was impossible to get hold of anyone from it. They had big marketing, not marketing cameras, in the cinema. They had, they had little warnings before you went to see Cloverfield mm-hmm. about motion sickness and uh, things like that when you were going to see it. All right. Yeah. So there was when they they kind of brought back the found footage thing for a while, didn't they? Where it was actually handheld footage rather than your paranormal activity kind of security yeah. camera stationary footage. I uh, remember watching the sequel, actually, the Cloverfield sequel. Me and my brother watched it at the cinema. Which one? Um, the one with Mary Elizabeth Winstead? John Goodman's in it again. 
It takes place at a house. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, I didn't know the name of the one, but I know John Cloverfield Lane. That's it. I was going to say 42 Cloverfield Lane, strangely. Yeah, 10 Cloverfield Lane. Because um, they then did the Cloverfield Paradox, which was a bit just even more strange. That was one of the first kind of big Netflix releases. Um, oh. So, yeah, I guess we're in agreement that it's a risk when you do show the aliens because you kind of have to get it right, don't you? I, I do think yeah. a film like this, you, you don't have a choice. You you can't be sly with it like you can with a Cloverfield. A film like this, when you're doing a big budget, Will Smith, like, kicking ass of aliens is essentially your premise. You you can't really hint at the aliens in this kind. You do have to kind of put them front and centre. Yeah, I think this is this is, would be a very strange film if the aliens don't show up. No. Uh, did, did you do you two boys reference um, Edge of Tomorrow? I mean, no. We spoke about the aliens then on the pod as well, didn't we? About yeah. what it looked like. Well, there's kind of it's almost like an agreement within film, isn't there? That there's kind of a base look they give to aliens at this stage. Yeah, they reference it in a pool, don't they? Oh, I'm not. I'm not a fan of those guys, so I, I didn't make it to the end of that film. No, uh, I. Well, you know my thoughts on yeah. one of the films, um, but they do reference it in Paul, where he's like, "Oh, you look like every alien." He's like, "Yes, because they re- released you photos of me, so you'd be comfortable if they ever, or more comfortable if I, you ever saw an actual alien." Well, the baby in the instant, or is it a baby, or is it just the head that's inside the alien? It's like a space invader crisp with the shape of it, and I thought the kind of general alien looked good at the start. When when they're up in the spaceship and they're showing the aliens, like with their almost in like a call centre kind of facility in the ship, I thought we didn't need to see this much. That was like end of the Matrix style where you're flexing your effects at the time, but it's not going to age well. I don't know how you feel about that. When no, they're, when, they're, when they're docked up to the ship. Yeah, you, you, again, you make a good point. Um, yeah, I again, I think you are right. I, I It's one of them where it's, it's probably are we've got the budget, so let's use it. Well, you, if, um, sorry. No, no, go, go. I was going to say, I, I'm reflecting on the film now. I, I've made out that it's the worst film I've ever seen. It's, it's certainly, it's not even in the top ten. The, the, the president's performance did annoy me. Um, even I think I may have made out like I didn't think Will Smith was good in this earlier when my point was more I think he'd been better elsewhere there's just some things in this that I think probably if we were watching in 1996 we would have come out of the cinema like punching the air like this is the coolest thing we've ever seen which I guess is the point for the time but when we're watching in 2021 some of these things are a bit not so great now no, but I, I, I don't know. I sort of think a film like this, mate, I don't know. I don't think they set out to make a classic, if you know what I mean. No, no, no. I, I, I agree with you. So I think that it's not aged well. If I was, I mean, if I was the director or if I was somebody who starred in it, then it's like, oh, you know, it's aged terribly. But okay. But at the time that, it was. That's not what I'm holding against. The, 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 the president really did like that, considering he's the one that essentially keeps the story together from A to B, I thought they could have just done a better job there. But that the effects thing is more just a passing comment. The, I think they do have to show the aliens, the shot near the end when they're kind of planting the bomb on the ship 
and you've got the alien looking dumbfounded. I thought all of that was a bit a weird way to go around it. It seemed a bit too easy at the end. Um, next. Again, very American when uh, the president comes out of that conversation with the aliens saying, uh, let's nuke the bastards. <laughs> and I can imagine they were applauding in American cinemas. <laughs> the clips of them during Endgame. I'm glad I wasn't in one of them. If people have been clapping and cheering while I was watching that, oh, I've been devastated. It's the same as people who clap when they're playing on. I'd rather that than people cheering in the cinema. Yeah, so would I. But it would inf- they both infuriate me. I think I'd rather... I'd rather a cheer in the cinema than the plane, I think. No, because the the plane thing now, since the kind of Facebook groups referencing it, people do it sarcastically, which is actually worse. It is worse, yeah. And and Evo is is a chief culprit of that. Um, Scene by scene, we've referenced a couple of them. Um, The the Alien's first attack. Can you remember the first time you you watched that as a kid? Because... uh, it's quite abrupt, isn't it, in terms of kicking things off. Obliterating the White House is usually kind of your set piece later on in the film, uh, your conclusion, rather than your aliens making a statement. And it ties into the trivia, doesn't it, where they didn't just want to land in like a crop field. Going straight and blasting through Washington is quite a strong way to start your film off in terms of alien attacks. I think it's better. Yeah. I much prefer it because if, if these aliens are supposed to be sentient creatures and they're supposed to be of a higher intelligence, like the technology we've got, you'd think they'd know enough to be, eh, this is the place you'd go. Yeah. What What do you think about no initial backstory? Something we've praised previously where sometimes they just need, sometimes it's just an alien invasion. I mean, yeah, so you're right. It's just an alien invasion. Will Smith's a military pirate, pilot. He's going to go and try. And, he's going to go and try and fight the aliens. That, that's all I need. Does so they give him you the brief bit, don't they? The president says, "I saw what he says." They come onto each planet. They use all the resources, and then they go to the next. You don't need much more than that, do you? No, and the same for a lot of the characters. Do I need a backstory about the president? Absolutely not. I doubt you would have liked either if it was another ten minutes of Bill Pullman talking. <laughs> um, his his speech is good. That's uh, obviously something that lives past the film. Uh, his Independence Day speech. Um, yeah, yeah, it does. His speech is good. I like. Sorry, excuse me, Christ, I'm almost choking. <clears throat> um, I do actually like the bit. The, my oh, enduring memory of the film is Will Smith punching the alien. Yeah. In terms of scene um, by scene. Do you think, and there was there was no trivia to suggest such. Do you think maybe they initially went for someone older to play? the president because there's the line in there which almost seems like it's been added in late or wasn't in there initially where uh it's kind of secretary uh, says they had no issues with you being young when you were doing this 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 but now you're making these decisions they have an issue and it's not something that's ever really referred to then later on in the film and there's no real kind of backstory as to him being younger is how that helps kind of later on in the film. I didn't know if you thought it's it's odd to go for a young person playing the president, isn't it? If you're going for your classic. 
well, it, I mean, it's not even classic mode. I mean, if you're being accurate, I think yeah, JF, yeah. I think JF, JFK is still the youngest president ever, right? And he was like, he was in his still like forty. Yeah. So it can't be it can't be someone our age being like, oh, all right, boys. Um, just for him just, to have military experience as well already. Yeah, and then to go and go through the American political system. Um, he needs to be of a certain age before, or otherwise it's just ridiculous. I mean, the you can maybe. Sorry, go on. Go on. No, I was going to say you can maybe get away with it if you just if you skip the military part, but then obviously yeah. you you, you forego have would have to forego the fact that he he can he can fly a jet or a military jet um, at the end, or, or otherwise it would just be really random if he was. I tell you what, boys, I'll do it. Don't worry about it. Sit yourselves down. The director must have just liked Bill Pullman, I guess. Because it seems an odd choice otherwise, rather than because him being younger doesn't play into anything. If, if that character could still be the exact same if he's twenty years older. Yeah, um, I mean it might well be. A lot of people do like Bill Pullman. Uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger thinks he's brilliant. A little random one for you. I don't have a dislike for him other than this film. <laughs> yeah, in my notes it just says Bill Pullman, my guy. <laughs> Great in the uh, great in the sinner. Yeah. In the what? The sinner. The sinner. Jessica Biel. Yeah, Jessica Biel show on on Netflix. Okay. Oh, is it the one where everyone's like, oh, the first scene's really crazy? The first episode. Yeah. 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 I've never seen it, but I, but I know what it is now. Um, what do you think about the way they bring the aliens down? So ultimately, it turns out Russell is your hero, the guy who's been. Hints that a few times, says he was abducted by aliens previously. You get a close-up of his face kind of screaming into the camera. And then he takes him down with the classic fly into the heart. Um, what, well, I mean, it, now when I look at it, obviously didn't think it was when I watched this as a kid, but now when you're looking at it and re-watching, you're like, it makes the most sense. I don't know if I want a nuke strike into the aliens to kill him. <laughs> no, I don't know if you do. You think it makes the? Do you think it makes the film any better? If it is just obviously not when he says it and they try it and it goes and it's a forty-five minute film. But in terms of just for if you're for a big set piece, would you rather see them flying into or them just blowing it out the sky? Yeah, I think it is better. The thing that actually caught me most about the scene is um, the kid has barely processed the fact that his dad has just sacrificed his life to save the lives of uh, everyone else in the world. And uh, I think it's like uh, the, one of the generals. He's already patting him on the back saying, uh, hey, well, you're sad. Your dad's a hero. So like, give him a minute to get over the fact that his dad's just died. You tell him to G up a bit. Can I look? The world's been saved. Young Keanu Reeves. Yeah. I, yeah. Um... Sean's not very chatty today, is he? No. I'm trying to trying to mute where I can so I don't so to not to disrupt the pod because this new headset seems to be causing a bit of havoc. I was hoping shoot would have my back, but apparently he's, not. He's he's about as far away from that as uh, humanly possible. Oh, he's absolutely left me in the cold. <laughs> let's so let's go on to having technical issues. You're having technical issues. What technical issues are you having? You're trying to eat at the same time. <laughs> no, no. 
All right, let's uh, let's go on to the scorecards. So, um, rewatchability, Keenan, what, what what are you thinking? The least. So I don't know which way which way to to say this to say this to make it make sense. But it's either the most the film I've rewatched the most with the least rewatchability, or the least rewatchable film that I've watched the most. No, I know what you mean with both. Uh, I don't ways of saying it. I don't think it's a particularly rewatchable film. Like the reason I've seen it so many times wasn't out of choice. Yeah, I've seen half hour of it here, half hour of it there because yeah. just it would be all. It was on in my house once a month. What What do you think, Sean? I think I kind of overshadowed it, but it it wasn't the best rewatch you've had, was it? No, no, not great. I was quite. Uh... Well, excited wouldn't be the word, but I was looking forward to watching it again for for sure. Um, but then, yeah, as soon as I was watching it, I thought this is not what I thought it was going to be. Um, not, I mean, there were a couple of moments that I enjoyed and, and liked, but overall, for like how long it goes on as well, um, yeah. yeah, I won't be watching this back again for <laughs> for a while. It's a long two hours twenty six, isn't it? It is. It is. Yeah, definitely. Um, stick with you, Sean. What? Do you think is the best moment slash scene? Uh, let me have a look at my notes. I, we'll do you quite like the scene? Yeah, that that is up there. Like when the, the ship like first goes over um, New York, when it when it destroys the like skyscraper, when yeah. her friend goes up at the top and, and they're all waving for it, and that blows up. Um, yeah, I think that one. Uh, I mean, possibly I do really like when um, Rebecca Fox dancing. <laughs> no, when uh, Will and um, Will Smith and Jeff Goldblum are, are like in the ship when they go in there, and like the whole, all of their scenes in there, I quite like. Um, yeah, that, that probably what I want to go for. There are there are quite there are a decent amount of standout scenes, but so just the overall film, there's a lot of scenes that are quite forgettable as well. Keenan, should we run through any quotes that you may have? Uh, yeah, if you wish, or do you want to do it at the end? Um, I don't think there's too many to go through for either one, so we could probably do it now, to be fair. Okay, um, would, you like, would you care to kick us off? I won't give the whole president's speech, but uh, we're going to live on, we're going to survive today, we celebrate our Independence Day. As we said, we do like uh, the title being uh, included in the film. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> hello, boys, I'm back. Uh, I picked Rough. the hell of a day to quit drinking. That, to be fair, it's not wrong, is it? No, not at all. Um, that's a good said about you, the bastards. Uh, all right, you alien assholes, in the words of my generation, up yours. <laughs> no, it's, it's probably, I mean, to be fair, Russell does have, he probably has the best question, other than, other than the speech. Yeah, the only other one I had down was just a president saying, the only mistake I ever made was to appoint a snivelling little weasel like you as Secretary of Defence. However, that is a mistake I'm happy to say that I don't have to live with. You're fired. Nice. Um, no, I don't really have too many more, you know. All right, if that's the case, we'll go on to uh, Apocalypto and we will round things off, obviously, if we do the judging. So... The synopsis, as the Mayan kingdom faces its decline, a young man is taken on a perilous journey to a world ruled by fear and oppression. 
Sean, what do you think? Good or bad critics reviews? Uh, I think that'll be good. Keenan? Oh, I think that'll be mixed. Okay. Um, I think a lot of critics might have misunder- misunderstood this. A lot of critics hate Mel Gibson is an issue. Yeah, I was going that way. but um, So I've tried to get the most balanced ones I could. So close enough, I suppose, if you want to reduce the entire end of a civilization to a single adventure story. Um, it's Gibson's taste for carnage that defeats him in the end. The brutality is relentless, and the many ways in which blood is spilled is so ingenious that it's numbing. Once the adrenaline rush subsides, there's nothing left. Pathologically brilliant, it is bizarre, stomach-turningly violent, and frequently inspired. Apocalypto is a stunning film, and arguably Mel Gibson's greatest achievement yet. There are no Hollywood stars or sex scenes, but a fascinating insight into the way of life of the people of the Mayan civilization. Two more. Of all the American directors, sorry, sorry. I was going to say, I obviously I don't. I have to admit, I don't know a lot about Mayan history. I told my brother I was watching this, and he was rattling off facts to me the other day, and I thought I was actually wildly impressed. No yeah. idea he knew anything about Mayan history, but is this a good good look? Well, I think that's something we'll get into because it's it's a big point of uh, debate around the film. Okay. Um, of all the American directors now working including the guys who make the Saw movies, Mel Gibson may have the most pathological fixation on human suffering. And finally, as an action piece, Mel Gibson's violent subtitled Mayan epic is engrossing, but it lacks a real emotional hook. There isn't much trivia for this at all, so I'll uh, run you through. Uh, Mel Gibson claimed that Rudy Youngblood was genuinely running from the Jaguar, which was only kept from reaching him by a tether. Gibson added, you can't train a Jaguar. I've never heard of a scene like that being filmed that way before. Just some he, guy with an animal on the lead running behind him. He is fucking... I know we know this already, but just for the record, he is fucking insane. <laughs> I just assumed watching it, that was computer animated. Yes. Of course, yeah, of course you did, mate. I've always thought... <laughs> Can you imagine... Like, <laughs> They would have to. They'd have to. They'd have to computer animate the like. They'd have to get rid of the piss that would be running down my leg. <laughs> Imagine what kind of pressure is that as the job of the person holding that on the leash. By the way, you know. Yeah. All right, mate. Well, look. We need to just go point A to B. Don't worry. The Jaguar is safe. We've got it tethered in. Do right. you think of anyone you trust enough to hold that leash? Nope. Because don't care. Don't care. Either. You can get. You can get me. You can get me the world's strongest man. You get me Eddie Hall in his prime. I'm still okay. Hang on. Uh, you don't can't trust, trust yourself Keenan. to run away from it either. You trust Keenan. Keenan, you. How you feel <laughs> have, uh, have anyone on, on the pod? Uh, yeah, fair. Well, I'm glad, Sean, because I, I, I don't want that task. So. You also, you also raise a good point, boy. I mean. The, the head start that I would need to run away from a Jaguar <laughs> makes it a piss poor scene because if he wants me to run 200 metres, <laughs> I'm going to need like a good 185 head start. Uh, I think, and I'm not just putting you in this, I think you're underselling that. No, because I, 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 so I will say if it's fifth, if they, like, if it was locked off afterwards, obviously if the Jaguar can get near the finish line, yeah, but if it was crossover and like a bridge co- or I don't know like the oh, drawbridge okay. comes up and he can't physically get through it 
fifth, I reckon I can do 15 metres in the time you can do two. Solely because, I've always said this, I'm quickest over 10, I'm, I'm quick over about six yards because my top speed is so slow, I get there really quickly because I've got long strides. Unfortunately, I can neither maintain it, but I reckon I can get there. This is true. You, you are famously one. very quick over six yards. <laughs> All I want is this pod to make enough money that we can test this. Like, we okay. just need some of that jackass money. <laughs> that we have the facilities to pit Keen against a Jaguar in a foot race. I feel like we'll only have one go at that, though. <laughs> <It's not laughs> well, like you know, you were back in Keenan a second ago. There's one, there's one go at either way. I'm to hold the Jaguar on the leash. Not, I'm not back in to outrun <laughs> the Jaguar. I was going to say, fuck it, I'll show him. Please don't ever put a bet on me outrunning it. <laughs> but see, the thing is, I think 15 metres is the sweet spot because if it's like five, well, like, I can walk that in three steps. Like three big steps. Three big steps and I'll do five metres. So where do you both start at the same like how far behind is the Jaguar he said that he gets 185 metres in a 200 metres wasn't it yeah so yeah I get 185 metre head start oh if it was 200 metres the Jaguar the Jaguar's 185 metres behind you that's that's what I'd want to be comfortable filming the scene (laughs) surely you get surely you get 15 by then surely that's yeah that's what I'm saying that's what you might freeze in fear I think you could be a bit more I think you could be a bit more ambitious there. Yeah, but I, I'm sure, not sure, sure this, is this, is a live ja- this is a live Jaguar. I don't need ambition here, mate. <laughs> I, need nothing, I need nothing but safety. If they let me up, uh, I'm not you, you, you want a little bit of danger, a little bit of a thrill. A little bit of danger? That's like, <laughs> that's like a mid-sized dog. This is a well, fucking Keenan, Jaguar. Can you imagine you do this and you're telling the story and people like, you only gave it 15 metres? Oh, that's not that impressive. Yeah, I know. Like... <laughs> yeah, I want like, 100, say it's 100 metres and then you start at uh, kind of 85. So you got fi- still a little 15, but Jaguar's so, only 100 metres behind instead of 185 metres behind. So if I, to give you the same maths then, a 200 metre race, would you give me a 170 head start? So you're giving me I think that's 15 metres for every 100 metres yeah true yeah maybe you don't want you don't want Sean as the producer if we do get this cash key then crossed fuck me <laughs> 85 mate I reckon you, Usain Bolt's got half a chance of <laughs> if it's 85 metres and 100 metres like and I, I guarantee you Jaguar I must be outrunning your man I don't know if that's true yeah. didn't they race him against a cheater actually uh, I think they did, they did do some yeah. computer animated thing yeah they tried doing Michael Phelps against a shark. Um, yeah. Something um, we'll kind of get into our thoughts on the film just after is in the teaser trailer for this film has an entirely different cast than the one that ends up in the film. I assume that's because the ones that were in the trailer got fucked off by Mel Gibson. Either they were fucked off or he fucked them off. Yeah, I don't have the details for that. I just have the, yeah, the cast is just completely different. I can um, well imagine. Uh, yeah, the man on the promotional poster for the film is not Jaguar Paul, but one of his pursuers, Middle Eye, the vicious member of Zero Wolf's group who dubs Jaguar Paul as almost. It's quite a good when, nickname, that. When the tree is cut down, nearly falling on the slaving party, Zero Wolf says, Hey, I'm walking here. A throwback reference to Ratso's line in Midnight Cowboy <laughs> when the taxi nearly runs him over. Did not know that. Lovely Can I ask you? I, I know, I know that's what it's Dustin Hoffman and I'm walking here. Yeah. 
why is that needed in this film? Well, take that sentiment and apply it to this next bit of trivia, and you can check this for yourself. Mel Gibson makes a brief, nearly hidden appearance in the Apocalypto trailer. Click the pause button when the screaming monkey appears, just after the pregnant woman, but before the solar eclipse. Then use the left arrow button to step the video back frame by frame. It's where you see the guys painted in white. Step back another frame or two, and you'll see Mel Gibson randomly in the background with a heavy beard smoking a cigar. <laughs> and I'll show you this now, just because I want people to hear your reaction as to this, because it, it, it's, it's not sneaky. When I show you this now, you will not believe that this is in the trailer. But you can Wait, check uh, it out. It's in the trailer? Yeah, it's in the trailer. And I'll put this in the movie chat now for you to see. No, I'm intrigued. So I've just sent it. That is legitimately <laughs> in the trailer. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant he'd like done the makeup. Not he's just chilling out in no, shirt and vest. No. He is legitimately in the trailer, just like a normal <laughs> bloke with a beard, leaning on one of the slaves, smoking a cigar. Look how happy he looks. <laughs> Oh, that's actually, that's phenomenal. Um, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know. Well, I assume he thought it was a good idea, not someone else is going up to it, but, yeah, that's a legitimate thing oh, in the trailer. When you put this week's, the advert for this week's pod on the Insta, I <laughs> think, I think you should include that for some context for people who don't want to go and search the video. <laughs> I imagine he's, yeah. I genuinely sound terrible, but I assume he's so happy because the slave's painted white. <laughs> uh, he, well, he, he's just an awful bloke, really. Like, if, if some <laughs> of the some of the reviews were beyond not kind. What? Just to Mel Gibson? Yeah, essentially, it was like uh, this isn't a bad film when you take into account such and such, such and such, such and such. Then maybe you don't see it in the same way. And he's, so he is a fucking appalling human being. Yeah. He's a racist, a homophobe, a sexist, an anti Semite. He yeah. is a dick. And I feel a bit bad that this can be deemed as a standard game for the podcast, but I'll go with it. Keenan, can you guess the body count of this film? All right, I'm going to be way off here, but I'm going to go 87. Sean? I think I'm low, way low. He usually just picks one higher or lower than you. <laughs> Body count. Um, there's not many. 58. You, you were way out. Um, Keenan was closer. 114. Fuck. 112 one, 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 was my first number. So oh, I know it makes very close. One, You're one, usually two pretty was, close as well. 112 popped into my head and I thought, I don't know how many of them. So my issue was how many of them do you definitively see die on screen? Village is burning. Yeah, you see a lot. Well, once there's the big kind of uh, first kind of battle scene. Yeah. Um, If we run through, I've got kind of my thoughts I took down while watching, and that kind of takes us through the film so we can uh, do our usual there. The first thing I took down was I actually felt a bit bad watching this. That I was eating a bag of those um, Tesco potato chips, if you know the ones. 
really good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Little really really thin ones. Little really thin ones that are actually made to be like potato fries, if you will. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, they are pretty good. Tesco's at yeah. home, own version is they're, yeah. they're pretty good ones. Yeah, very salty as well. Yeah, but I, I, I was eating them and I kind of caught the the reflection of myself um, in my phone as they're eating a heart on screen, and I thought this doesn't quite add up in the same way. But they actually looked like they were enjoying it more than I was, and it was just a hell of a way to start things off. That chase scene that you get to kick things off the the contraption they use with the spikes in that they all, they give the kind of payback to at the end of the film. Um, that chase scene, the opening scene, Christ me. I remember everyone telling me I had to watch this film. I never, I, this I actually was the first time I'd ever watched this for the pod. But same. for years, people told me, oh, I need to see this film, I need to see this film. I watched the opening scene, I was like, Christ, she's never actually got around to watching it. I am... Um... Even now, I don't really know what I thought about this film. And a lot, a lot of it was lost on me, mate, to be honest. To, to explain why, and I think the teaser trailer that we referenced before has a lot to do with it. And something that you can't hold against the film, which is why I said I'm not really sure how I feel about it, is it, it just wasn't what I was expecting. So the scene in which you get the kind of sacrifices, I thought the film was focused far more on that side of things. And I don't know if either of you thought that the first time you watched it, because the poster obviously is uh, you've got the steps in the background and uh, the kind of warrior that you see. You don't know whether he's a good guy or a bad guy at the time. Uh, All the trailer, I believe one of the teaser trailers was just kind of walking up those steps. Uh, It was dark in the trailer uh, as if the eclipse had already come over, but the sacrifice was still carrying on. And I thought it was far more focused around that side of things rather than that being kind of the subplot in the in the larger tech. So I imagine that if in terms of I just genuinely think that's a Mel Gibson thing. Yeah, it it just kind of altered. I had to very quickly adjust my thinking as yeah. to what I was watching because that was what I was kind of excited to see. And we spoke before because you'd mentioned your brother previously. When I was younger I used to really like the Aztecs and the Mayans and things like that. No, nothing. I wasn't doing any deep reading, but starting with the horrible histories kind of thing. I used to have those magazines and just the odd bit of reading you would do from there. But that was the way I thought we were going. And then you start off after that chase scene with it being quite playful, don't you? Where they're essentially the the kids, the butt of the jokes. They make him eat the testicles of uh, the animal they just killed. Uh, They wind him up with him uh, rubbing chilies on his Johnson. All weird shit, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I did write down, I think things would be a lot easier if uh, you were coupled up like this, as I've referenced before. I mean, the woman's a bit forthcoming, saying, get in there and give me twins. But um, I mean, it's far either way of doing things. <laughs> well, just take out or take out the middle ground. Yeah, just uh, some uh, woman spots. You say, you're right for my daughter. There you go, jobs are good in. Mm. He doesn't look too impressed by the fact that she sat outside, which is understandable. <laughs> Very odd on her part. And even no. worse than when he comes out having to sit in a pail of water and she comes out having to swill her mouth out. <laughs> <laughs> I quite like that bit of humour added into the, added <laughs> the, into the otherwise 
brutal. It made me want a pet monkey. I've seen it with Hasbulla on his uh, Instagram and Twitter. You see uh, the old man as one in this. Hasbulla is genuinely about 60% of the reason I'm tempted to get an Instagram. Let's <laughs> follow Hasbulla. My, my man Buller. He's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I fucking love him so much. That clip of him feeding the monkey is like, it's one of the, honestly, it's one of the best things I've ever seen on the internet. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe you want to pet one watching this. Um, the next thing was you get the scene around the campfire, don't you, with the old man who gives the premonition as to what's going to happen. And then daybreak comes and they're overran in their little village by the kind of barbarians with their headdresses on, with the animal skeletons and uh, the women are taken away to, you assume, be raped. Uh, they show uh, babies kind of being picked up out the, off the ground as if they're kind of kind of getting rid of uh, anyone they can get their hands on. I guess that's the point for that opening scene with the playfulness to kind of contrast it and really have it hit you hard. Yeah, it is brutal, isn't it? Do you think in one of the reviews kind of referenced this? I know it's it's already a, it's a two hours twelve. I think the film is the the runtime. At the point when you have this scene, which is of all the scenes, it's probably the most brutal of the lot. But they do it at a point where you don't really care for any of the characters yet. Kind of the emotions you feel are largely because your main character has a wife and kids and the rest of them just because they're seen to be the good guys. You're not looking at any of these people yet. And perhaps because it's subtitled, I don't know, sometimes that works against it. Uh, if you think we're a bit ignorant, maybe, but you, you don't have the same affliction to the characters that you may have. If that's half an hour down the line and you've kind of warmed to some of the guys there. Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe maybe that that's conscious. Maybe you're meant to feel, I don't say disgusted, but maybe you're meant to take in the violence more as an act of violence than as an act against a character you care about. So to take it, take it on its not on its merit, yeah. but, uh, not on its merit because merit being a positive thing, but on that thing to take it for for what it is and as brutal as it is, rather than. I mean, I'm sure you, some people are overcome with sadness, but if it's not a character you've got any particular affinity for, then so 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 be it. Because the only bit that really has you on edge there is as he's lowering his pregnant wife and uh, son yeah. down into the kind of pit and there's the enemy approaching. And that's the bit that really has you on edge. And then once they're down there, you kind of, I mean, you don't want your main character to die, but you're just a passenger at that point. It's almost like a, a Lord of the Rings battle scene. If you take your main characters out of it, you're just watching kind of violence and just enjoying whichever side is chopping up the other. It is very good, though, in terms of setting the pace early. Fire obviously helps. Fire fire always helps. Both, uh, to make me sound a bit like a pyromaniac, but both of the way yeah. it looks. Yeah. For the way it looks, the destruction it causes, but in terms of a pace... Obviously, you can get slow burning. You do get slow burning fires, but if you want it to, fire will will spread. And then, obviously, the yeah. setting they are, the setting they're in, it will spread, and it will destroy quickly. I mean, you you don't know if you're supposed to see it being more or less savage by the fact they take all the adults away and just leave the kids there to fend for themselves, don't they? Like all the kids are just left there on their own. In reality, 
This sounds, God, this sounds awful. In reality, it's probably worse. But in terms of a cinematic experience, I'm not sure how much I enjoy watching them chop kids up. No, no. no. Uh, Any comment from you there, Sean? (laughs) Um, Probably agree. I probably. I mean, just pictured Keenan being eaten by Jaguar and just thinking maybe. I don't know, you know, there's maybe they've got a better. I mean, they've got a better. Maybe they've got a better chance of surviving just on their own. I don't know, rather than just being sacrificed at the top of a. Oh yeah, you would hope so. <laughs> I, 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 I feel like they. I feel like they go, but instead of going quickly, yeah, they, slowly, they go I know very it, yeah. slowly, which but, is why it's probably yeah. worse. But as I said yeah, again, I, I don't know if I want to watch an eight-year-old get her heart cut out. Well, I, I say I say I don't know if it's an option. I really don't want to see that. <laughs> well, the next thing I have down is uh, that even when there's kind of guys on your own side, um, your main man slices the swelling away from uh, is it his son's eye or whoever it is. He slices it away like he's in a Rocky film. And asked him if he can see after, as if he's supposed to be buzzing with the fact that that's happened. And then it pans to. Uh, the mother and son down at the bottom of the pit and she's stitching his wound up with the bugs, which was pretty grim. Yeah, talking of Rocky, it actually makes me, anyone who self does the self-healing thing uh, or like sort of heals themselves in that way, just always reminds me of Rambo, where he stitches himself up. <laughs> remember watching that as a kid going, grim. I, re- I referenced Rambo in an article I wrote earlier this week. Yeah. Using a bow and arrow. Yeah. Um, I would say now my merchandise choice for the week would be uh, one of those headdresses with the animal skeletons on there because they do look very cool. You are a bad guy there. You are correct. I'm watching one of them. My my overall takeaway from the film, of all the horror you see, that little girl with the plague kind of giving them their premonition is absolutely terrifying. It's creepy as shit. (laughs) I couldn't look at those wounds. They were making me feel ill. Yeah, mate, it's any like The Shining does it as well. Put fucking creepy little kids in, they are ultimately more scary than adults. Well, they terrified like the most barbaric people on film mm. to the point where they're like, we need to get the hell away from her. Yeah, and much like the old man earlier in the film, her premonition comes true as well, including rising from the mud. Yeah, um. Okay, so the the next thing I had down was the sacrifice on the steps. Uh, were you expecting, in traditional film sense, them to react and one of them to try and get away from the situation they were in? Because they all accept it, as as they should. There's nothing they can do. When, as the eclipse starts to come, you think one of them's going to hop off the table and try and go on a mad one? Yeah. Um, but you, you, you are. Really no, no, probably they probably are just resented to like this now. Yeah, yeah. After that, that time where they've been dragged all that way. Yeah, there, there is nothing you can do. The political, uh, in terms of as you talk about a sacrifice, the political thing is a little bit weird. Not to say that the ancient societies weren't weren't these ancient societies specifically weren't capable of of sort of political. Um, it's political hierarchies, etc. Obviously, I can't say all ancient societies because the Greeks, etc. But it's a strange one that they go from being like the sacrifices for the gods 
uh, as as sort of we're always, especially in this country, when you read about it, it's all, it's all what you're let, re- led to believe. And then you've got the priest going, huh, actually, hold on, we're, we're just trying to keep people up here. Yeah, well, they supposedly had enough knowledge to know when these eclipses were coming by the weather and how they worked this out. I'll explain that very poorly. But the whole point, wasn't it, that they would start these sacrifices knowing what was coming so they could get enough done to keep yeah. people in check still. Yeah, exactly. Rather yeah, than it, it being a solely religious thing, as you said. Yeah, I I don't know how accurate or inaccurate that is. Just feels a little bit out of place in the for the rest of the film. Oh yeah, I meant in kind of real life, and that's no, no, I know. Yeah. Um, so we then got kind of the escape, haven't we? They're kind of two by two escape while they have target practice with them. As we said last week, any time the villain tells you you're free to go. You're absolutely not free to go. <laughs> no, you're going to get done. I know we're probably not the best equipped. Do you not think it? the first people, once they know there's things kind of flying towards them, a bit of zigzagging wouldn't go amiss. A bit of serpent sign. <laughs> They're just running in a straight line. Like, like, if you catch me, fair play. Like, good shot. Um... Yeah, I mean, I suppose the other thing is if you, as you're scared shitless, it's just as straight as the crow fries, right? Shortest way out. Well, every, shot is, every shot that hits someone is about as perfect as it can get. So through their head, through their entire chest. Yeah. As far as target practice goes, they, they've done that before. Well, yeah. I wonder yeah. as well, would you, would there be a case for you can do this straight away once you've kind of zigzagged a bit you've got a decent amount away from where you started would you turn around and then kind of go backwards I see the sense in it but any film should tell you you're liable to trip anyway running backwards isn't going to help because uh, I know you obviously have the threat of the guy that's at the back as well obviously but yeah, you were there and coming I see the sense in it. Um, I always think um, this about films, though. I always think just turn and walk, look at look them in the eye. Because <laughs> if you think well, if you notice, know it's coming in the film, turn, turn and walk away. I only ever well, see people get before, out of those scenarios by looking at the person who's, who's going to shoot them. You're supposed to pull their weapon towards you and tell them do it, and that's how you get out of the situation. Fuck me, it'd be a bit hard in this situation, wouldn't it? You'd, you'd have to be like Stretch Armstrong. Well, no, before you even start running, see, do it now. Oh, blimey. <laughs> He's done us. He's done. We can't let him go. <laughs> I feel like in this, with this, with this is the one film where that doesn't work. Nah. Uh, I think he would be like, "Yeah, go on and do it," and it would be done. How about that escape? Him, him jumping off the waterfall. Um, Looks good, doesn't it? So when uh, you man leading the uh, enemy's charge, you know you've got to follow kind of your leader. At the point when he says, "We're all jumping." Is that the point where you say, hang on a minute, this has gone a bit too far? <laughs> Whip me back up the altar, mate. You might as well just cut the art out now and take it more chances down there. I mean, me and Sean did a jump off some, some rocks in there. Zante, that must have been about a quarter of the height, or less than that. <laughs> and there were some rocks there. And that was scary enough. Let alone jump. But when he hits the rocks, that guy, 
other than the plague, that's the most I squirm in the film. Uh, in a film where someone's heart has been ripped out, that made me squirm more, him hitting the rocks. I yeah. Think in that situation, I think I... I think I would jump. No. Do you think... It would be hard do you to, think It would be really hard, but I think I would, I, I would, I would do it. Rather my, than my, rather... my issue... Sorry, I was going to say my issue with it is I don't even like the five metre board at swimming pool. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I do not do heights. I certainly don't do jumping from heights. Same reason I refused point blank when offered. I weren't jumping out of the plane. Only time I've ever done it once, I once tried to jump. When we were in Zanti as well, strangely, I went to jump off a boat and essentially slipped because I was pissed. <laughs> and fuck that. No. Oh, no, I agree. I'm, I'm, I'm with you on most of those points, but it's just... If I'm forced to by what's what's behind me, then maybe I. I I actually don't think, as stupid as it sounds, maybe my adrenaline might would carry me over. But I, I like I, I actually don't think my legs would let me do it. If that makes sense. Well, it's yeah. some of that, or he's pushing you, and you probably want to have that jump. Yeah, you're probably right. You need the need the the forward momentum to to survive, but like. I genuinely mean it. I, I don't think my legs would actually let me do it. Do you think it's better or worse that he doesn't see that he's about to land on the rocks? Because he thinks he's cleared it, and then the rocks are obviously underneath the water. Well, I mean, he's travelling at, at a fair pace, mate. So is it better or worse? Because if it's worse, it's only going to be worse for about two seconds. Well, that's what I mean. At least he, I mean, he, he doesn't know. Do you think... Would you well, have that moment to uh, think to well, yourself, here we go. Probably, yeah, but I mean, again, I don't think I don't think my brain. I don't think I would be able to articulate a thought of "oh shit, there's a rock," or well, I've oh, got shit, like, "oh shit, I'm gonna die before I, before I've hit it." Falling forwards on a ladder, and just the thought of that being that slow motion of you falling forwards, and that's not falling onto <laughs> those rocks and seeing it coming, so. Yeah, you're probably right. At least he's... Well, again, I don't know how happy he is in the water. He's jumped a, he's jumped a mighty long way. So I, I, don't, I don't know. But like genuinely, I'm actually, as I'm thinking about it, my, my legs feel... Please, mind your jokes, Byron. But my legs feel heavy thinking about the jump, thinking about that jump. <laughs> do, you, like, do you think they jump if he doesn't egg them on before? He's saying, this is my jungle. I will hunt in this jungle. My sons will hunt in this jungle. They were happy standing on the edge until he does that. And then he's like, right, I've had enough of this. You don't taunt me from all the way down there. I'm coming down as well. I just like, yeah, I, I don't know. I do quite like that as a line, though. This is my jungle. I will hunt in this jungle. My sons will hunt in this jungle. Supposedly, whilst filming uh, this scene a cow fell in the water and fell down that waterfall and then uh, got up the other end, was fine, and started eating some grass. <laughs> Is that actually a thing? That's on the IMDb trivia, yeah. Okay, I genuinely presume that would have just been fucked. <laughs> Apparently not. Uh, that's been all right. All of Mel Gibson's telling tales. Um, <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. No, and then we, we kind of go into a mini film after this, don't we? You've kind of got a mini Rambo style twenty minutes where he's, he's taking everyone out. So good. He is the voice in his head, doesn't he? That essentially says, "Like uh, you attack your fears rather than run away from them." It's this is this, 
assist. I don't let yeah. yourself be filled with fear. And then he goes full, like, shooting poison frog darts and getting his swing traps out and all sorts. Best part of the film? Yeah, absolutely. This, so at, at a point when I was unsure, this kind of pulled me back. Wow, mm. you're unsure. Wow. Well, I said I wasn't unsure as to whether I liked or disliked the film. I just wasn't really sure I felt about it, just mainly because it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. That was the whole thing. I I still couldn't get past that, but it wasn't stopping my enjoyment or not. I wasn't uh, bored watching it. I was just, for a lot of the films, like, what the fuck am I watching? But... <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is very cool seeing him work around that. <laughs> the point that I wanted to talk about, um, we've seen some things when we've done these brackets. I'm not sure we've seen anything like this baby being born. It's one of the worst things I think I've ever seen. It is like Joey Diaz taking a shit against a wall, just pushing it out. <laughs> because it fires out with some force for a start. It's like she's squatting in a bush, like, if I don't go here, I'm going in my pants, basically. <laughs> um, it's just a couple of heaves and jobs are good in. Like, if it was that easy... What, what are people complaining about? Would we complain? <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like work. <laughs> Maybe this is, the, this is the advert. This is what brought water births back in like 06. They watched Apocalypse. <laughs> and like, this is sound. I'll be watching it. And you hear her making the noises, don't you? Way. Well, you were hearing the noises of her kind of like heaving. And I was like, surely not. Surely this isn't about to happen. <laughs> and then it just plops in the pool. <laughs> plops? Well, it does. It, you literally... Play it back, it makes a plop in the water. <laughs> like she's not put anything down to prevent splashback. <laughs> I'm genu- in a film like this, that is the takeaway for me. I've never seen anything quite like it. But there we go. Um, happy ever after. And at the end, I guess they're supposed to be slavers, aren't they? Coming aboard the water. The Spanish. They say, shall we go towards them? And he says, we'll go with back into the jungle smart decision it's supposed to be the Spanish okay it's supposed to be Cortez and the Conquistadores so not necessarily Cortez but it's supposed to be the Spanish were, Conquistadores were they slavers um it was yeah but as opposed to transportation it was more we'll take it over and we'll run this part of the world for the next yeah. couple of next couple of hundred years and we'll do yeah, what certainly do. wasn't ones they wanted to go towards no it's a good it's a smart choice um yeah yeah, it's why well, it's imperialism as it is throughout history, mate. It doesn't end well for the natives. Um, what did you think of the film, Keelan? Obviously, this was your first time watching it. I, as a film, I, I actually feel it, it's a good watch. If take away everything else, there are parts of it that are very good. Yeah, there are parts of it that are horrific, but not bad, if that makes sense. Was it what They're, you expected? Sort of, but only because it had been leaked. It, not as obviously a transfer rumor, but like people told me, oh, this this happens, this happens, and because I'd yeah. seen the seen the opening scene. Yeah. Once you once you know the opening scene, I sort of feel like you you've got an idea. Okay. 
Um, if we go to the categories, Sean, how rewatchable do you think this film is? Uh, I do think it's rewatchable. Uh, I've watched it a few times. Um, first time I watched it was actually a dodgy DVD that my dad had and put it on. Um, but yeah, I've watched it. I've watched it a fair few times. Um, and I think it's one of those that, as, as we just touched on, like as soon as you get to that, um, well, taking away the open scene side, because that is really watchable, but as soon as you get to that point where they're at the bit where they're running away and the spears are flowing, and as soon as he escapes, like from then on, it's just full blown. So, uh, yeah, I do think it's quite watchable. Um, Keenan, what did you think the best moment slash scene was? So it, <clears throat> excuse me. I, I, so for a scene, it's the opening scene, but like the best passage in the film, but it's far too long to reach our list. Is when to use your words, is when he goes when he goes Rambo. Yeah, that is awesome. I'd probably like. I would. I'd happily watch that. I, I mean, I don't like again if if he does it any for any more period of time. The film does just essentially become Rambo, but I sort of feel like I'd like that as well. Well, if you search on YouTube for the movie clips, it, it, there's one that just says Apocalypse or Rambo scenes. And it's yep. basically just this passage of the film. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely. In terms of quotes, I literally had down three. Um, not the most quotable of films. And that was the title card. A great civilization is not conquered from, uh, it's not conquered from without until it has destroyed itself from within. Um, Jaguar poor, given his, uh, this is my forest, my son and their sons will hunt here after I'm gone. And Zero Wolf, when I catch him, I will peel his skin and have him watch me wear it. Just to give a medicine <laughs> line for a villain. Creepy as fuck. But very fitting with how it goes. Yep. If we get to the uh, judging, so I'll start with you, Sean. Which film did you prefer? Uh, Apocalypto. Keenan? Yeah, the same. On the same two. Sean, which film did you think was more rewatchable? Apocalypto. Keenan? Yeah, I'll say the same. I agree too. Uh, Sean, what do you think is the best moment slash scene across the two films? Uh, for me, it's the... Oh, I've got the spear chase scene. That whole bit. Uh, Keenan? Uh, probably give it the opening of Apocalypto. And mine would be uh, him firing the uh, poison darts, so uh, escaping from the mud, and uh, just as he realises, and you have the little montage of him going ham. Sean, what do you think the best quote is? Best quote for me uh, would be Independence Day. Um and it'll be like you could put the whole speech if you want to cast that as a quote, but um, like the Fourth of July won't. Yeah, like the Fourth of July will no longer be known as American holiday. And um, today we celebrate our Independence Day. Uh, mine is the uh, newscaster. Um, Do not fire your guns at others to spacecraft. You may inadvertently trigger an interstellar war. Um, Keenan, what about you? Hi, oh, same shoot, mate. We will not go quietly into the night. Yeah. Sean, who is your MVP? Jaguar Paul. 
Keenan. Hmm. Uh, I've got Will Smith down. I've got Jaguar Port too. Fair. Sean, who is the best side character for you? Uh, that's quite tough, but I mean, in the pe- I've I've got Independence Day. Um, I, I think I'm going for. So I had in my mind, I had in my mind the president, but he's probably too much of a main character. Yeah, uh, no, actually, yeah, in, Independence Day, but I'll go for the uh, the dad who got abducted by aliens. I'll go for him instead. Uh, Keenan? Yeah, same show. My mum, Ross. And I've gone for um, Jeff Goldblum's dad in this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a, good, that's a good chat. Sean, who has the more difficult adventure? Apocalypto. Keenan? Independence Day. I agree with Independence Day. Independence Day, more difficult. Fate of the world, Sean. <laughs> yeah, well, they've got like the whole of the, what, fight... all of the countries in the world like fighting against them. They're fighting for aliens. They're also fighting aliens. Big ass spaceships. Escape on his own with nothing. He's all, he's got a spear wound in his stomach. I mean, he has to escape a village. I mean, they have to escape the planet. <laughs> defeat aliens Take... and return safely yeah Ooh, okay. they have a lot more weapons to their strings to their bow though show to the fucking aliens that's what I meant oh right okay yeah yeah. yeah. but then the aliens do give away they do give away like exactly how to get them well I'm not mean... getting it I mean Jaguar Paul knows how, how to get these don't get it by a spear yeah <laughs> um Sean, which film has more visual appeal? Uh, Apocalypto. Keenan? Perversely, uh, yeah, it is Apocalypto. I agree. Um, <laughs> well, it is, isn't it? Look at some of the yeah. stuff we're talking about. It's, it, it's it horrific, but uh, uh, actually, as a, like, a word, visual though. aesthetic... It is weird to think that, as Byron said earlier, like, the, the heart being pulled out and shut down and, is, is actually one of the le- lesser... Yeah. moments really lesser moments of evil but even as it's done like if you actually look at the film you think Christ me that shot, that shot really well yeah yeah it's... the head the head I hope the head just dropping down the yeah step that was cool be worse for me yeah but it is quite cool you're right Sean which film has the better soundtrack um Independence Day Keenan uh yes Independence Day I thought Apocalypse. Yeah. Uh, Sean, which film is more original? Apocalypto. Keenan? Yes, sir. The very same. Sean, which film has a bigger impact? Independence Day. Keenan? Independence Day. What I numbers agree. did it Independence Day do? Crazy. You know, that's all I can say. <laughs> uh, should, 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 should I have a look? I've got it up at the moment still. Um, 75 million budget, 50 million opening weekend, 817 million worldwide. Jesus. Yeah, not bad, really. <clears throat> uh, Sean, which has the better opening scene? Um, I do quite like both, uh, but Apocalypto. Keenan? 
yeah, same for me. Same for me. Uh, Sean, which film has the better ending? Apocalypse <clears throat> again for me. Keenan? Independence Day. I've gone Apocalypse. And Sean, which film has the better chemistry? Um, don't really know if neither, any are strong. I'll, I'll probably go Independence Day and I'll probably base that on probably Goldblum and Will Smith. Yeah, I, I agree for the exact same reasons. Yeah. Uh, Keenan, what about you? If you've almost skipped me over there, well. Well, I just thought <laughs> so you just say I agree with Sean. Uh, I, yeah, I, I do. Tally up. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it's eight six in the end, Oof. and that is to Apocalypto, which goes through to the next round. Close one, really. Yeah, it, it was very close. Uh, Apocalypto essentially pulled away with uh, the best opening scene and ending. Yeah, was uh, the deciding factor. Um, so that goes through to the next round, obviously, and then next week, which is the last official week of uh, round one and that is uh, Indiana Jones uh, Keenan <laughs> not one two half, half and scenes favourite trilogy two. Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade against 1917 which I am uh, really looking forward to watching again actually have you seen that seen before it. Keenan? No. yeah you'll like that you seen no. it Sean yeah, I watched it in the uh, yeah. in the cinema when I was away. Film. Yeah, good film. Um, so that is the last uh, week, as we said, of Brown 1. If you keep an eye on our social media channels, this Saturday we will confirm our wildcard picks for uh, the two weeks. We've agreed on the uh, fourth pick, and then we'll each add one of our own, and it'll be sorted again by... Uh, the earnings of the film to determine the seeds of uh, the world card and we'll also pick before next week which film is at risk of uh, elimination so that's that thank you for listening to another week of movie madness we'll be back of course well actually i forgot we've got our little bits if uh, any of you have time yeah i do i was i was surprised you were calling it a day yeah no no i just (laughs) realized uh because i usually uh that after <clears throat> all right real star of the film independence day is anyone saying it's gold bloom over will smith they are not <laughs> they're not no uh, if you had to recast one role well yours is obviously bill pullman isn't it so who'd you get in instead uh that's what i'm just thinking about um your guy, Michael J. Fox, maybe in 96? A little bit older? No, he's too young, too young. I always forget about that. I always think he's older than he is. Um, I was trying to think of someone realistic, although I'm not sure uh, that, that tends to work for us. A little callback to last week, but give me John Voigt. Okay. I essentially just looked at a picture of Marlon Brando and I'm just impossible to now get past that. I think he was dead at this point, wasn't he? Uh, he may well have been, but... Uh, I don't actually know if that's true, to be fair. I'm essentially... I was trying to look for... 
Interesting, interesting thing about Marlon Brando. I uh, also don't know my wild card for this round yet. I actually do know what my wild card will be for the next bracket, and he is in it. Blimey. <laughs> but we won't give too much away. <laughs> if we do have wild cards for the next bracket, considering <laughs> the size of the bracket, that is going to be mental. If you don't let me feature this film in some way or another, I will be bitterly, bitterly disappointed. It's always they left as if I would stop these things happening. Because we, the viewers People know... Paint, be painting me to be the absolute worst person. The listeners know me and shoot live in fear. You rule with an iron fist. <laughs> you do. You really do. Blimey. Um... If the car swapped, which film works best? Hmm. <laughs> uh, I think probably it's in, in, in Independence Day works best. I think. Yeah, you can have Bill Pullman playing the old Ivory's dad, or uh, going in as the old High Priest. Well, Will Will Smith's Jaguar, isn't he? Yeah, he's got to be. He's got to be the main man. If you had to add Hayden Christensen to one film and Christian Slater to the other. <laughs> Which would it be? Uh, Aiden Christensen <laughs> gets done by those spears, mate. <laughs> yeah, Aiden Christensen can be one of the people that go out first and get hit by the spear. Correct. Slater in uh, Slater in Independence Day. Yep. See Slater as a president, maybe like a Secretary of State. Christian Slater can do almost anything. He can. You're right. Add Harrison Ford to one film and Paul Rudd to the other. Which would it be? Harrison Ford going in as the president in Independence Day. What do you yeah, think? That's, that was my thing. Yeah. yeah. Good shout, yeah. Good shout, actually. I can't see Paul Rudd in Apocalypse. <laughs> Paul, Paul Rudd's going to be one of the Mayan, one of the, uh, Mayan like, uh, generals chopping people's heads off. Paul Rudd just pulling up, pulling up his Jaguar, Paul. Paul Rudd can just replace Mel Gibson in the trailer. <laughs> I can't believe that. That's fucking, <laughs> that's, that's fucking brilliant, by the way. <laughs> um... I've told you mine. Which low-key piece of memorabilia would you take from the movie? I actually agree. That was going to be my pick yeah. as well. Those headdresses are pretty cool. Do you know what, uh, stupidly, do you know what it made me think of? It makes me think of um, Ben Stiller and Tropic Thunder. Which one we got the the, <laughs> the, the he, uh, comes up with the panda one. Well, finally, if you had to make a spin-off TV series in the world of one of the films, which would it be? Oh, uh, give me an Apocalypto series. Yeah. Them, uh, maybe a group can try to overthrow the people in charge or something. Mm. But there we go. Got a nice slow build there. Anyway, thanks again for listening. As I said, 1917 against Indiana Jones for the last crusade next week. Keenan will have a uh, Sean Connery impression for us uh, when we get there. What impression did I miss? I was meant to do one for you and I can't remember what it was. Thanos. Oh, yeah. Mm. Uh, it's through to the next round so uh, we'll yeah. be back goodbye